0: The Young Jerks are sponsored by UFCW 1445, a labor union representing cannabis employees in Massachusetts. If you are a cannabis employee worried about your health and safety and are not being hurt at work, UFCW local 1445.org or call them at 1-800-439-1445.
1: Welcome, we're live. Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. Friday night, we've been away for a little bit, but back, happy to be back, but a lot happening in the cannabis community and the movement, and uh, as well as the uh, political world, obviously Donald Trump among them, but uh, we could be looking at the Senate campaign. There's so much we could be talking about. So I'm glad to be back, working on some stories right now. One of them, uh, one of the features just actually got featured by another reporter, so we want to talk about that tonight, about New England Treatment Access, Riley Sewell, who is suing in federal court uh, for workplace discrimination. We have some other complaints we're going to probably be reporting this weekend as well, um, related to some other dispensaries locally. Uh, we're really happy uh, about some of the things happening in, in the movement, but not so much about other things. We have a special guest here, who hopefully can give us some great news on what's going on on the employee front, which we've been covering quite a bit. He is the vice president. He's also uh, with an organization that sponsors our show. I should definitely make sure. I think you saw the ad, so you know. He's the vice president at UFCW 1445. Did I get that right? You are the vice president, right? Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm a, My official title is secretary treasurer, but I'm also the vice president of the organization, and I was. I have been also on the role of organizing director, which I'm, I'll am i be transitioning out. Uh, we have some good news about that as well. But yes, I'm the uh, secretary treasurer.
1: I was going to say, you have like three titles. <laughs> you, you do yeah, a lot. Yeah, that's
2: why. So Yeah, I need to dump some.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I didn't say your name yet, but it, it, well, returning back to the show, it's Fabricio da Silva, uh, the vice president, uh, the secretary, and did you say treasurer as well yes, at UFCW? Yes. 1445,
2: what's up? Yeah, Um, I have been at the local for uh, seven, since I was 19 years old, for 17 years. And uh, I have always been on the role of organizing workers. And I have the honor now to be uh, serving with the current president, Fernando Limas. I'm the second person in command. But I I was still doing a lot of the uh, organizing work, running the organizing team, doing sort of the street work, visiting workers. And this week we were able we were able to bring a, a new staff person into the local, Gabe Gamacho, uh, Gabriel Gamacho. And he will be actually taking that role as organizing director. So we're enhancing more of the organizing team, especially because of all the cannabis uh, uh, campaigns that we have, all the activities. So we need to have someone who is doing the organizing work full time. I'm still overseeing it. So he'll be doing the groundwork with the organizers, uh, as always. You know, following our commitment to uh, changing things in this industry, it takes manpower, right? It takes money, it takes time, and I um, I need someone who's going to put a lot of attention into it. So that's the good news that now we have a new organizing director slash political director. So that person is going to have a lot more. Uh, power at the local because he's going to be doing the groundwork but also policy and political outreach
1: that's great sounds like you guys are investing and expanding um there's a lot to talk about today about cannabis and uh what's been going on um i'm not sure if i where i want to start but i guess we should start obviously at new england treatment access because yeah there's been a lot happening there um part of Netta has been organized, right? Part, part of it's been organized over at the Franklin location, correct?
2: Yes, we have a little bit of a setback there, which we can get into if you, when we go to that. But, um, you know, we have workers assigned cards. The setback that we have, well, why don't we just talk about that? Uh, so we had an election at the NATO Dispensary, as most of you know, uh, and we lost, right? And as much as we don't like that we lost, at the same time, the numbers by which we lost really reflect what was happening in Netta, right? This wasn't something the union was making up, right? If we had lost by one or two votes, you know what? I would give them maybe some argument. But as you can see, the Netta literally destroyed any possibility of a fair election at the dispensary uh, by playing around uh, with COVID, right? By laying people off, furloughing people, firing people offering them different jobs, uh, making it difficult for people to come back to work, and, and also offering backages to people who were who laid off. And, and the results of the election really shows that, right? Even now, currently, NADA has about 90 workers uh, employed currently, right? Even the turnout of the votes, you can see that it was very low.
1: Now right. you're talking about the Brookline location. The Brookline location,
2: that's right. Yeah, no. sorry about that. The that's Brookline okay. location in which the election was uh, on the 24th, what the count was, right? Um, and yes, uh, it was a it was a loss, but I don't see it that way. Uh, yes, we had an election result that wasn't favorable to the workers, but it really uh, helps our argument that um, NADA has a, an anti-union culture, right? Towards the workers. And I thought it was funny that the CEO sent out a letter, an email to all the workers, thanking them, right? You posted that for not voting, uh, you know, to join the union. And, you know, and now he's going to bring all these changes and he's going to make things better, uh, which was ridiculous. Thanking workers for voting against themselves, right? Right. Uh, and, and with empty promises again. So that definitely uh, is, a, is a long project for us. Uh, we, again, we don't see it as a loss. Uh, We see as just a, uh, another uh, wall that we need to climb and, you know, we're not going to give up and uh, we're going to continue. We have commitment to this, not only workers but to the industry. And that right now is the most anti-union company out there. Right. And that's what they are. And that's how they want to be painted. You know, they, they want to put this uh, mask of, yeah, I know we want to listen to you. We're great. You don't need a union. Uh, you can speak for yourself, you know, open door policy, all that crap. But at the end of the day, as you guys can see what the results, but also today we filed 15 uh, charges, 15 objections against the election. Uh, it was just filed before I jumped on the call with you on, on the show. Uh, so we are uh, against the, the results. We are uh, asking the board to invalidate the results, not because we don't know how to lose, but because of what Netta did right? Uh, it has nothing to do with the union not liking to lose. This is for us, it's not a win or lose because uh, uh, the, the workers are losing here, not the union, right? They, sure. They're losing to have a voice. So our attorneys filed today 15, 15 objections. Um, we'll make this document public in the future. People to know what these objections are. And uh, you know we want people to understand what we're doing and why we're filing these charges. And, uh, and now we're going to have to go to court and make sure that the, the NLRB uh, takes our uh, objections serious, right? Workers are gonna testify on these objections and, and we're gonna move forward.
1: What were some of these 15 challenges? Do you, like, what were what the yeah. type of things that so, are in there?
2: Uh, you know, NADA holding wages hostage, for example, saying that they couldn't give w- wages because of the critical period of the election in which they dragged for months, right? This election was supposed to happen months ago NERA, because of COVID, said, oh, no, we don't want to sign the what we call a stipulation of agreement, because then the union is going to have the list of employees for too long. In other words, we're going to have too much access to the workers. I clearly said, I don't need the list because I'm very close to the workers. They still didn't want to sign the stipulation of agreement. The NLRB closed because of the COVID situation, right? Then they reopened it sort of in a digital way, right? Uh, just running Zoom meetings to have hearings, and then that dragged the a little longer because they wanted to have the election on site. If you remember, yes, uh, let's have it at the parking lot, right? We can make it totally safe. However, they thought that that was going to work. But what would happen there if I had agreed? Not only because of the safety, the fifty-three plus or fifty-plus workers that were fired for right. a would not have an opportunity to vote, right? Now, this election also had about 14 ballots, uh, Mike, um, actually, a little more than that, m- most, uh, 17 ballots that were voided because on a mail ballot election, a worker has to sign, okay, across the envelope. There's a line for the worker to sign, right? And some of the ballots came back unsigned mm. or some of them, they did not sign across the ballot. And according to the rules, those ballots have to be voided. So we have that problem as well. Uh, we had workers that moved right and we couldn't get a hold of them so you know we couldn't get the address that also played a big role on the low turnout, right uh as well and and, and honestly nada accomplished what they really wanted to accomplish was to turn off people right the fight against time right it's gonna take too long oh this is too hard you know what i tried. to give my best i'm moving on i don't want to work in that anymore right Or this fight is too much. It's better. You know, you guys can continue, but I'll just move on. Maybe things will get better one day. And, you know, companies, anti-union consultants, they know that. And they took full advantage of the COVID situation to play that card and to play nice. Oh, it's not us. It's the, you know, COVID. You know, we're not anti-union, right? We believe everyone should have the right to vote. Yeah. That's true. That's true. One of my requests to Netta, which they'll probably end up hearing this forecast anyways, is, hey, let's do a rerun. Let's go ahead, let's cancel the results because we have all these spending objections, right? And I would agree, I'll back off from my objections and then we'll have a rerun with everyone working now, right? Not only eligible voters in which you destroyed the list uh, of eligibility by filing. So that's where we are in Brookline.
1: Yeah, and then Brookline too, you know, obviously you're organizing in Brookline you had an election but you've also been organizing in Franklin but yes. uh, one of the one of the suits uh, Matt Lowther sent out an email um, at the same time they were firing an employee that's right for speaking his mind so one employee that was lower level spoke his mind on the on the union and soon after he did that on the show he got fired that's right and the other employee right. in management wrote an email that was sent to every employee And it totally bashed on the union and it said it would take away their choice, it would take away their freedom, it would take away... It was just an awful, terrible email. It was an anti-union email through and through. I mean, does that go in the union complaint? Like in the... uh, Yes,
2: yes, yes, it does. Um, And, uh, you know, in some of the communications where they threatened to withhold wages and and, uh, wage increases, they also talked about that during the bargaining... A process that workers would lose what they have, right? In other words, it's some of them anti-union consultants say all the time that the union is going to bargain away what we already have, right? So we're going to trade off, right? Um, Which is completely untrue, and I don't think any worker would vote and accept a contract where we're trading off a holiday for a wage increase, right? Or a vacation week for something else. It's the employees deciding. In the end, at the end of the day, yes, 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 yes. But not what you play that game of uncertainty, like, oh, I don't yeah. know. And,
1: it's like and, you children you know, can't decide for yourselves. That's what yeah, it sounds like yeah. It's when you really boil it down. Yeah.
2: Uh, the severance, what well, we believe them offering the severance package to employees as they will let go. We we see this as a, as a bribe or an sure. encouragement not to be there. I've never heard of a company in my life who is losing money, is going to lay off people, and then they're going to offer you money not to come back. You know what I mean? Obviously, that is going to say, we're just being a good employer, right? We're helping you. We just you know, want to make sure that you are taken care of. Well, I hope they continue that practice, right? That every time they have to let somebody go lay off, that they actually give them some money if that's yeah, the case. I doubt
1: it. Only when there's a union election. Right. And it's funny because a, a lot of Neta employees that were on this furlough that were offered what you just said, a check to go away, that were pro-union you know, they, they were basically yes. paid off to leave, you know, That's or it. be fired. And, and so, yeah. like, basically, you know, some of them, you know, it's just funny, because you look at you look at all the things that they did. But then at the same place, Brookline, they're short staffed, they're hiring, they're looking for people from Franklin and Northampton to come to Brookline, because they just fired everyone, like, they need employees at, at Brookline, especially yeah. after the restrictions got lifted. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's obvious what they did to me, I mean, at this point, in my opinion. And, on
2: and they were engaged in hiring practices right after,
1: right? Exactly. Uh, now,
2: there was a new group that came into Brookline that it, I guess it was needed, right? Which is the drivers, the people delivering, That's uh, true. doing home delivery. So about 11 of them were hired. And some of them called us, uh, uh, you know, I, I won't say names, obviously saying, hey, I didn't even know there was an election taking place. Am I going to be able to vote? And because Nada never even told them, even though they're not eligible voters, right, that a union election was taking place. They found out through their coworkers, right? Uh, or they spoke to us outside of us when we were giving out uh, information, uh, flyers to the public. And, and believe it or not, Nada just kept that as a secret. Never even said that. Was, I, and they told us, you know, I, we think that we should have the right to know that, right? We're going to be employees. If the union comes in, it's going to affect us. Okay, and but no, they never said anything to them or I'm sure I cannot prove it. A lot of times these companies, when they hire new people coming in, doing an organizing drive, who at that point would not be eligible voters because they did not make the actual payroll cutoff period. Right. So that's why they're not eligible voters. They're not able to get a ballot Uh, or even if they do show up, if it was an actual physical election, they will be automatically challenged by the board because they wouldn't be on the list okay so um you know they 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 get confused right why would my employer who says i, I should have the right I, they don't have a problem with me having a right to join the union or having a voice or come 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 together collectively uh won't even tell me about that won't even say hey by the way there's a union election you know just in case if you do stay past your probation period you are going to be uh a union uh this this will be a union a place represented by the union or you know you'll be participating in 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 collective bargaining so uh definitely Neta during this organizing drive with ufcw showed its face um shows what they think about the employees right Uh, what's really on their heart when it comes to workers rights uh respect and um and we're going to continue We're just going to continue to expose NADA, not because we want to destroy NADA, okay? Not because we want NADA to shut down, right? NADA is an employer. Workers need a job. That doesn't mean NADA should be able to do whatever they want. They want to do business here in Massachusetts. They want to, you know, uh, uh, be a good employer. We're going to have no problem with that. Now, we are going to have a problem if NADA paints a picture to the public that they are a great employer and, you know, they have this mission. And then behind doors, okay, at that table, the, that that chair that's supposed to have a worker, right? That's supposed to have a worker's voice is still empty. Okay. That's and right. that we will never agree to that. And we're go- always going to have a problem with it. it's Neta, Rev Clinics, Mayflower, whoever is the company. Until workers have a seat at the table, we are not going to stop. Just comes down to that,
1: and that's what this industry needs so desperately in Massachusetts right now. Because we're seeing this. I mean, we can we we can talk about Bambino, which I want to talk about Jonathan Martin's, but there was just you know, I pulled out some complaints. There's the Mass Committee Against Discrimination. I pulled some complaints on some of these companies, uh, big cannabis companies, and I got a couple back, and one of them it broke news I think yesterday or a couple days ago that uh, the complaining has actually filed federal civil uh, suit against New England treatment access. Her name is Riley Sewell. Uh, she's suing the pot shop for workplace discrimination. That's the title of the story uh, that you can you know Google if you want to. Um, I've read the, uh, the MCAD complaint, which is different than the federal complaint. And uh, they also outed her as she was transitioning uh, against really her therapist's wishes, against her wishes, the company did. Um, they they really didn't do uh, the employee justice, in my opinion, uh, so she's suing. Um, this is not the only lawsuit. You're going to see some other lawsuits. There's another one I'm going to be writing up this weekend against revolutionary clinics. It's not actually a lawsuit yet. It's uh, what you call a complaint at this point, but I believe it will also be filed very soon, just like this one was. Uh, this week in federal court. Do you want to, have you read this uh, story or this complaint? I have not read the
2: whole story yet. Um, okay. To have a more comments on, but what what I what I like to say about it is this. Uh, good for workers who, you know, decide to do something. About, it's scary to do something against an employer. They're powerful, right? With money, obviously. and And it takes a lot of courage. So, it takes a lot of gut, and you know I know that it's a lot of decision making because your life gets uh, disturbed by these problems, right? Now you're not only having these grievances or these issues internally at your job; now it's out to the public. Everyone has a different view of things, right? So uh, I congratulate these workers who decide to uh, do something about it, and um, whatever obviously the union can do. Uh, the public, I like to ask the public to support these workers, even, you know, uh, on a uh, encouragement, just encouraging them because it's hard. It's really hard. Uh, you know, it, you're, it's already hard just to do life. And now you have this extra coming into your life, you know, that you have to fight it and it's not easy. Uh, and I, I, um, I applaud them uh, for taking that stance and, and going forward.
1: Awesome. Uh, We're the Young Jerks, and we have a special guest. He's a vice president. uh, Among many titles he has at UFC W1445, it's Fabricio De Silva that we have on the show. They're also sponsors of the program in the podcast here, the Young Jerks. We're really happy to have you. Um, I mentioned Bambino, Jonathan Martins. He was fired uh, recently from New England Treatment Access in Franklin. He's been a guest a couple times now on our show. What's going to happen with that situation, and what is going on at Franklin right now? Because we talked a lot about Brooklyn, New England yeah. treatment access. Franklin's a different subject, and, and Jonathan yeah. was let go, and it, it really that that out of all things really gets me, you know, angry.
2: Yeah. Um, why don't you, Why don't we? What? Well, let me explain what's happening at the Franklin location because Neto again uh, trying to buy time trying to find a way to, you know, get away from their responsibilities or um, even the law. As you uh, know, here in Massachusetts, cultivators are considered agricultural workers under the Massachusetts Agri. okay? So what we did, once we had a, major- a clear majority on the cultivators in Franklin, we filed through the DLR, the Department of Labor Relations, uh, and when that happens, uh, there is an automatic card check that takes place. In other words, there's no uh, reason, there's no, we don't have to have an, an actual election. As, as long as these workers all sign specific written for cultivated um, union cards, then a couple of weeks later, once the unit has been established, then the DOR or a third party uh, verifies the cards, right? and um, and then we they have a union okay so we were going through the process things were going just fine and then Neta writes there are objections to that file uh saying that that unit is not appropriate okay as a matter of fact Neta was ridiculous enough to say that no one in that building is an actual agricultural worker okay no one not the cultivators not anybody in production, no matter where you work, you are not a call. Okay. Now we thought that okay, the DOR is gonna read and think okay, this is stupid, right? But the deal and that had and decided to reject the petition and put it through the end.
1: I uh, was starting to lose you there, Fabrizio. I think I'm gonna.
2: Um, Let me explain what that means. I think I think we're
1: gonna what, what we're gonna do is take you off video. means
2: that if the unit is not appro- Okay.
0: Yeah. Do back? the uh, yeah
1: Sorry. audio. Yeah, just let's try the audio because your your audio is breaking up. Yeah, you know what? I think we we better uh, try having you call back. Actually. Okay. It looks like your stream is it, breaking up for some reason.
2: All right, my apologies. Oh, no problem,
1: it happens. We're the Young Jerks, I'm Mike Crawford. We're gonna to try to get this set up uh, to get Fabricio to log out and log back in and see if that works. We had a great conversation going about what's going on at New England Treatment Access. A lot of union busting, a lot of, a lot of people getting fired. Uh, Bambino, Jonathan Martins was a recent guest on our show who they unfortunately just decided to let go right after being on the show. Um, and of course, I'm going to have to get up the host sign, host scene again uh, for people watching me on Facebook and uh, YouTube. See, I'm, I'm managing my own show. I'm learning things one, you know, one, one moment at a time here. Bear with me. We're the young jerks. I'm going to try to get Fabricio back on the line. Maybe here he is. Let's get him back on here and see if this works out. Fabricio, you back? Uh, we'll take a moment. It always does. But again, uh, Riley Sewell has filed, uh, as we mentioned, uh, in federal court. She's uh, suing uh, potcha for workplace discrimination is the title of the story. You can Google for that if you'd like. With uh, the Young Jerks. We have Fabricio De Silva back on the show. What's up, Fabricio? You look clear. Hey. Uh, sounds better.
2: All right. Sorry about that. Oh, I no problem. take this from the car.
1: I wonder where uh, we got broken up there. I'm not even sure.
2: So, I knew we were talking
1: about
2: NETA. Yeah, and I was explaining about the uh, DLR petition that we filed uh, through the state, through the agricultural law, and uh, NETA decided to file objections by saying that no one in that building at the grower in Franklin is an natural agricultural, including the cultivators, which triggered uh, the DLR to say you know, to kick this back to the National Labor Relations Board, okay, and so they denied that petition. We cannot move on with the card check here. So what Nada is doing is buying more time because they, they want to put us through the system. Now I also believe that DLR should have taken a position on that. But remember that this hasn't been happening for a long time with with, on, with the DLR with the Department of Labor Relations. All this whole cannabis thing is brand new. Okay, right? we haven't been organizing farmers in Massachusetts, right? So they are also nervous about the decisions that may, may uh, compromise them in the future or even from companies suing them, the OLR. So that's how we felt, okay, but now these workers are going to go through the test of time once again, right? Mm. So now Nada says that this whole uh, uh, strategy of the union, that's what they're calling it, there was a strategy of the union to go after the cultivators first. Right, because we couldn't get the rest of the plants. Now the same thing that happened in, in Franklin, uh, in in uh, Brookline, also happened in Franklin. Remember that they also furloughed, laid off, and fired a lot of people at that plant. Right. The plant went down from, I guess, from three to four hundred workers, like 190. Okay, and a lot of our supporters were also let go out of that plant. Some are still here. Some are still working with us, and 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 want to see this go through. But again. A lot of times keep people get nervous or they get discouraged, and Neta knows that, right? And Neta has enough money to play around with the legal crap, anyways.
1: Yeah, um, wait them out. So
2: here we go again. Ne- yes, that's it. Uh, now, our cultivators are strong. They're not giving up. Good. Okay. They are not going to give up. Good. And we've explained them the situation. They are not going to let this go and, 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 and discourage them they are not discouraged about the brookline uh vote okay they're not they clearly understand that what happened had to do with nada just being anti-union and here we go now it's happening to them right uh and the bambino story okay like you said very upsetting a great worker by the way a good good worker yeah well respected at work okay gets fired because he simply said well i i believe it's a good idea for us to have some kind of representation to have a union he wasn't really just praising the union because he's like the he was just saying hey i think i believe in balance okay workers we should have a balance and we should have a voice and we believe the union can give us that and that sees sees him on your show right comes up with this crap that he was misrepresenting his title right i believe a worker has the right to make a mistake on his title, especially a Yeah, all over especially, the place, Yeah, who's a manager? Who's a supervisor? Who's a regular worker?
1: Okay. Yeah. Especially on a live show too. Like I've said stuff. You know, I'm supposed to be know what I'm doing at this point because I've done so many of these shows. But I say stuff by mistake all the time. And I know someone that's of not course. used to doing shows all the time. You know, you might say something that you don't yeah, even I mean, know. or that's not yeah. correct. I mean. That's just wrong. Like what he he wasn't even attacking them. He wasn't malicious to them. No, no. And let's,
2: can I be honest about that? I like that you said that Mike, we have, we are not attacking NADA either. (laughs) The union never came down on this program. Okay. Banking NADA as a bad employer. NADA did that to themselves.
1: That's right. They did
2: it. Okay. We came in with a good message of workers should have a voice Okay. We had no intention to create a war with NATO. And by the way, we're not creating a war. Okay. This is a war for workers' rights, right. not because NATO is, you know, that has not. No, yes, they are acting with anti-union intentions, obviously. And then we can't not say that. We have to make to call it what it is. Okay. There's no sugar coating. But when we started this campaign, it was based on issues. It was based on fairness. It was always based on workers having this space, protections, and no longer being employees at will. We never came down attacking NETA. But NETA is taking this approach and always tries to tell the workers right now, every time we show up to a hand outside, oh, look at the union outside, they wanna shut us down. Oh, look at the union outside, they wanna close down our doors. See, you're not <laughs> gonna have a job, right? It's all based on fear, it's fear, yeah fear and the unknown it's bullshit it's bullshit because you know what you know what's cool
1: about it it's like the only thing that could save neta right now is the union like neta has a terrible reputation uh, it's not because of the union it's because of the, the management yeah. what they've done like you said over and over yeah. again and it, like oh in the long yeah. run they get shut down yeah that is probably going to get shut down and it's not because of the union, it's because of that management. They've done so much. I mean, mm-hmm. we look at the mold. How long can you have? having mold in your yeah. place for two, three years, and everyone knows about it. Like, that's not the union's fault. That's Netta's fault. Yeah. You know, like, this is ridiculous. Yeah. Like, yeah. And this then, is not rocket science. Uh,
2: and, but then they get really upset because we are bringing, yeah, no, no. And then we're bringing that to life. Because we want what's best for the employees and for the patients, right? Because they they won't come out and say, Yeah, we have a problem, we're gonna fix it. Oh no, that's just the union using it as a as a campaign strategy or, or you know what I mean, just to make sure that, that they make us as a bad employer. No, you, you got issues and you need to fix them. And the union wants to be a partner on fixing those problems. We wanna be a partner. We wanna make sure that there's balance and we wanna help them go through those problems. Okay, but they see it as a different something different. That we are coming in and in it, let, let's be honest here, it's not about money, it's not about benefits, not about that it spends more than or even more than two million dollars on a union organizing drive, okay? Where the money can be used for wages and benefits and to fix the crap that they have at that Franklin plant. Okay, they rather put on, on lawyers' pockets, anti-union consultants, lying strategies to get workers to vote against their own interest. Okay? That is a big problem. That is so un-American. Okay, mm. that's just wrong. Right. Okay? Wrong. Union organizing drives are not political campaigns. Okay? I'm not here asking people to vote for me. My organizers are not out there asking them to vote for them. I'm not asking them to vote for the union president, okay? We are already in office. What we are asking workers to do is vote for yourselves, create an environment, create uh, uh, your own voice, okay? You are not voting for the union. You are voting to form your own union, and we are here to guide them, right? But that creates this environment of almost a political campaign. Hey, who can do better, right? I can do better than the union so vote for me because I'm gonna do better that's a politician talk nothing against politicians but I don't mix both of them right I never run my organizing drive as as a political drive this is empowerment right we empower workers we agitate them that they can still respect the employer okay they can still love what they do okay but when the respect is not mutual Okay there's something that they can do about it and they don't have to burn tires break windows and break cars they can do something very powerful that is on vote
1: You're starting to break up again uh Mike Crawford here young vote. jerks that and was not perfect not gained the
2: right to bargain in a contract right and then you participate yeah? uh sorry guys in the car is stuff next yeah, it's I'll okay you you,
1: you 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 <laughs> kick it you it was going really well and I'm almost yeah. wondering if it's not my computer because my computer has been acting up a little bit too. So yeah, we'll figure it out. But I think, I think your, your message definitely got through. Um, I guess i could give a couple quick questions for you here. Um, well obviously you're not giving up at new England treatment access. I mean, I think that's what they want is you to give up, but you're not going to give up. Are you still there? Well, I think we lost them. Let's check. Um, you know what we're going to do is we're going to take you off the video and we're going to try and see if we can just get you on the audio. Uh, you know what, we're going to remove, you know what, we're going to have you call back maybe if you can Fabricio. But again, it's Mike Crawford, Young Jerks having a good show. Uh, talking to Fabricio. I wanted to ask Fabricio about what's going on tomorrow at stop it shop because right now stop and shop workers have had their hazard pay. as of july 4th it was taken away from them during a COVID 19 pandemic and i know that uh ufcw 14, 45 has a uh, rally tomorrow you have a rally tomorrow in somerville
2: we have a rally tomorrow
1: as
2: you guys know we are fighting to uh, Restore hazard pay for all our stopping shop members. Local 1445 represents uh, 8,500 stopping shop grocery workers in the state of Massachusetts. Uh, UFCW in the New England area represents 30,000 workers. Two other locals, Local uh, 328, 1459 represents the other uh, side of the um, the company in the other states. Uh, well, it also 371 in Connecticut. Uh, but this rally is about our members here uh in in boston and uh we've got uh kennedy coming up
1: to support um joe kennedy senator i mean a uh, congressman congress, congress, congressman congress congress. Yeah, congress
2: congress he's running okay, for something up uh yeah It's it i always get that confused for some reason <laughs> and then we've got some other uh probably some city council is coming in we've got some um some other uh community leaders and, you know, we've been hearing a lot people saying, oh, you know, why are you, why are you still fighting for hazard pay? Stop and Shop is not going to give in. They're not going to give it back. Well, we don't believe that. We believe that the more we involve the public, the more we keep this issue alive, uh, better chances we're going to have to restore hazard pay for our members, okay? It's still dangerous to work at a grocery store, okay? They're exposed. Um, it was only a 10% increase that they've got. We're not asking for $10 more an hour, okay? This is more than doable. Made a lot of money on the height of the pandemic, and uh, we believe that it's only fair and proper for them to restart hazard hazard for our members at Stopping Shop. So tomorrow at awesome. 12 o'clock, uh, Stopping Shop at McGrath Highway, Somerville. Uh, we'll be there, uh, peaceful rally, uh, talking about the issues. And making sure that we're doing our best to uh protect our members.
1: At noon, I, I was really excited to go down and I was planning on, on attending this, but I actually have to work now and I'm really aggravated because I yeah. want to meet you know, Congressman Kennedy there. Joe Kennedy's gonna yes. be there. He hasn't come on our show yet. Uh Senator Markey has. I'm wondering yes. if you'll 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 ask him for me, I'll ask will, him. You, will you say I'll what, do, what are you, you ducking the young jerks? Why won't you come on?
2: Huh? Yeah. I'll get him on the show.
1: You will. All right.
2: I'll, cool. Yeah. I'll will I'll talk to him tomorrow.
1: And I'm we can sure
2: we he'll be glad to come.
1: Awesome. So that's how we'll do it. Cause uh
2: yeah,
1: you know you can come on and ask him some questions too, like we did with Ed Markey.
2: Yeah.
1: For Perfect. Sure. Sure. So good luck on that rally tomorrow. It's at noon uh, to restore hazard pay. I mean, to me, it just makes so much sense that you keep your hazard pay while COVID nineteen is going on. I mean that. Yeah. These are our frontline workers. Here. Still
2: here. Yeah. And and remember, you know, we hear a lot about shop. Local fourteen forty five also represents health care workers. Okay. We've got instance, we're also fighting uh for them to get hazard pay. It's still crazy to me that health care workers don't get hazard pay. It should be an automatic thing. Like you shouldn't even have to be like a union issue. You should just be like, you're a healthcare worker, okay? You're a CNA, you're a nurse, you're a housekeeper, you're a transporter, okay? If there's a pandemic, you get hazard pay. Like you, you should just, it should just be federal law, yeah, right? Yeah, I was gonna
1: say, maybe These state law. These are the
2: people taking care of the sick. Right. Yeah, federal law still is something, because really it makes no sense to me that a CNA should not be rewarded, okay? I'm actually tired of calling them our heroes, okay? I'm just tired of it, I'm, right. I, that word, it bothers me. Oh, yeah. our heroes, it's so emotional, it's so beautiful. Well, can we act like they are? Can we take care of them? Can we give them a little more than other than just clapping and, and, and making signs? You know, can we um, can we do so, something beyond? And our healthcare workers are suffering right now. They're being overworked, right? They're tired, they're stressed, they're scared. Uh, and they are the front lines of the pandemic just like our stopping shop uh, and all grocery workers are, obviously. And you no, know, this rally is not just, it, obviously, its uh, main goal is for stopping shop, but we are rallying for all workers to get hazard pay, not just grocery workers.
1: We're the young jerks. Yeah, I think all uh, workers should get hazard pay, especially yeah. when, when you're a healthcare worker. I mean, that yeah. <laughs> grocery stores, I mean, yeah. th- these are the ones that are at risk the most to me. I mean, yeah. It makes sense, it, and it should be at this point like a state law. That's we we need to start radical changes. Uh,
2: yes, I agree. I agree.
1: I want to thank you for coming on the show on a Friday night. I know how busy you are. You're you're no, thank you. You work to like what eleven o'clock every night. I mean, it's just <laughs> you, you're just always going, yeah. man.
2: Yeah, and now now with Gabe being here, as are, maybe I work into ten now. No, I won't have to work until eleven. <laughs> uh, but you know what? Uh, we, we, uh, I, uh, I'm proud of that because everyone in my local has that attitude because we don't see this as a job, right? It is a job, but it, we have a calling. And if you see this job as a job, you don't do it, okay? You just don't do it. We're never going to get paid enough for the work that we do. Uh, we, uh, we have the privilege, okay? I, I think it's a privilege, and I'm honored to do this work because people in the past did this without being paid, right? They were just fighting for their rights, okay? So I always try to honor that because I have the privilege of this being my, uh, my job. And I, we take various years at our local, all the way from our president to every single agent and organizer. And that's why we believe on the hours that we put. Uh, it is sacrificial. And sometimes we lose. Sometimes we win. But we keep going.
1: I'm glad you're going to keep going, especially in Massachusetts yes. cannabis, because it needs you and it needs UFCW 1445. So thank you for spending time with us. Is there anything else you want to leave us with tonight, especially just no, to let- no.
2: Yeah, I, uh, I just want to get let everybody out that know that or that the commitment that we had when we started this whole process of are changing the cannabis industry here in Massachusetts to make sure that there is a bright future, not only for the CEOs, but for the workers. Uh, Our commitment continues to be the same. Okay. Uh, It will continue to be the same. We will spend every penny that we have to spend. Okay. In order to make sure that these workers have a voice uh, and, you know, our commitment is still here and we account on all the listeners who are patients, advocates, just community people that believe in the movement, not only on cannabis, but workers' rights. We ask you to continue to join us, follow us. We need you. Okay? We can't do this alone. Uh, and I believe that together we will uh, be successful uh, and we're going to have a bright future. And these workers will be able to have a future uh, that is not only targeted to You know, profits and and big CEOs and I have nothing. By the way, I have nothing against CEOs. Okay, I I have a problem when CEOs don't take care of the people that make the money for them. Okay, be a CEO. Okay, you want to buy the whole planet. You know, I want to have your boats, your rockets, do whatever. But you're not gonna do the back of the workers. That's not gonna fly. Not here in Massachusetts at least. Okay. And we're going to make sure that workers get what they deserve at the end of the day. That's my message. And uh, I thank you for the space. I thank you for inviting me. I thank all the listeners. Uh, Thank you that for the encouragement words that you send us, you, Mike, and everybody else. Uh, You are all part of this success. All of you are. Whether someone is just, you know, helping us with a petition, sharing a post, showing up to our rally, holding a sign, carrying water for an organizer, Okay, everyone plays a part. Whether you think your part is really small or really big, you're all part of this movement. I just want to thank everyone who's listening and you, radio station, your team. And um, I'm very thankful to have you guys with us.
1: Thank you so much, Fabricio De Silva. He's the vice president, UFC W1445. They have a big rally tomorrow at noon, uh, McGrath Highway. You know this place, Stop and Shop in Somerville. Show up, Joe Kennedy's going to be there. He said, You know, some city councilors can meet Fabricio, thank him for all his work he's doing. Uh, again, I want to thank you, Fabricio, for being on the show. We'll talk soon.
2: Thank you. All right, thank you.
1: Bye now. And we're the young jerks. We're gonna uh, stick around for a little while longer if I can uh, get my host screen back up. Uh, that was uh, Fabricio De Silva who we just had on the Zoom. Uh, i think it was a good interview we had a little bit audio issue but i think uh you let us know how did you think it went um the news of the day right now there's there's a lot of news stories right now a lot of things going on uh one of the things i wanted to talk about and just mention is what's going on right now with the mass cannabis control commission because there's a lot of good things uh are considering some regulations that we fin- finally really, really really like we've been asking for a long time Uh, for them to change the caregiver regulations, which is gonna help a lot of us patients. I think it's gonna help a lot of people get into the industry a little bit, um, at least smaller time. I think there's a lot of opportunity there. So I hope that people are writing the Mass Cannabis Control Commission and asking them to make sure that those regulation changes do happen, uh, because they're considering them right now. However, there's a lot of things that I'm not happy about. And it's, you know, at the state house, it seems like they're not going to support equity like we want them to. Uh, definitely email your reps there. I'm also not happy about to see, you know, Ed compelling, you know, continuing to note that he's waited over 1,000 days. Imagine starting a business anywhere. And from the moment that you decided to start the business, 1,000 days went by. And during that one thousand days, the majority of that time was spent on just trying to get open just to try to get the license. That's the Massachusetts cannabis industry right now. Ed has been waiting over a thousand days. Uh, I'm guessing Chauncey Spencer in Boston's probably been waiting longer. There's a lot of people still waiting. A lot of people who have waited two to three years to open a dispensary that don't have, they don't, you know, these are not rich people with a lot of money. They're not multi-state operators. They're not big cannabis. And it's taken two to three years to open. This has got to change. Um, I've seen uh, Ed's father actually post something. I think it was Ed's father. It might've been Ed himself. But noting that we should have some kind of limit on how long uh, one should wait for approval. I think that's exactly what we need to start doing. We need to start putting new regulations out that put a time limit on things, so that people don't have to wait two to three years to get open, and they're still not open. I also want to talk about a couple stories. A uh, framing man, uh, framing ham. Let me say that again. <laughs> a framing ham man was charged with marijuana distribution. Uh, Melvin Cook. He's 61 years old. He got charged with a Class A. He got caught with simply ten dime bags of cannabis. They put him in the uh, local, you know, news site. You know, Framingham local news covered it. They put his little mug shot up there. Of course, he's a black man, a 61-year-old black man. They're still arresting black men for cannabis. He's not a kingpin. He had 10 dime bags, he had less than an ounce. This is in Massachusetts. Framingham asked, Framingham police should be disgusted. They should be embarrassed, excuse me. We should, we're, we're disgusted, they should be embarrassed. Troll them on their Facebook, Framingham police, ask them to drop the charges against Melvin Cook 61. I also wanted to uh, mention a new recreational dispensary is opening this weekend in East Boston. Their friends, well, at least one person from the dispensary that's opening in East Boston, Holly is a friend of the show. Holly uh, is with Berkshire Roots, who is opening this weekend. Or actually, they've already opened, but this weekend's like their big launch. So go check them out because this is like a brand new thing in East Boston—the first recreational dispensary in, in East Boston. One of the first dispensers open in Boston. Check it out, Berkshire Roots. We did a little uh, paid post on our Midnight Mass website. You can check it out, content about their opening. Yeah, it's Mike Crawford. Uh, we just had a great interview with Fabricio De Silva. He is the VP at UFCW 1445. Uh, we're gonna have some more shows this week as well. But the big thing that I'm working on is these employee complaints. Um, we mentioned one employee complaint, I have the uh, the, the complaint from Riley Sewell, who uh, now actually has more than a complaint. She has a federal civil lawsuit filed against New England Treatment Access. She's suing the pot shop for workplace discrimination. She's a trans woman. They outed her while she was employed there. Think about that. Against her wishes why she was transitioning, against her therapist wishes. I know this because I read the uh, MCAD complaint, Mass Committee Against Discrimination. I pulled the complaint that she had filed, and I read the file and uh, she documented a lot. And I'm gonna get into that because I'm writing a story about her complaint as well as another woman's complaint uh, against Revolutionary Clinics. She's also filed an MCAD complaint against the firm. So I'm gonna be writing that up this weekend you should expect to see it, and, and maybe a, a, another woman, too, who is probably filing a lawsuit against Revolutionary Clinics. A lot of complaints from employees against Big Cannabis in Massachusetts. We're covering it. If you're interested in that story or any of our stories, you can subscribe, midnightmass.substack.com. If you really want to support us to make us judgment-proof, if you know what I mean, send us some money. Because that's always a concern for us when we're putting out the information that we do. We want to make sure that uh, we are judgment proof. And there's a lot that goes into that. So if you want to support our work, our journalism, our coverage, midnightmass.substack.com. You can support us by becoming a paying premium subscriber there. That's where those stories are going to come out. We're going to have a lot more information there. Hopefully, uh, as soon as this weekend, I also want to mention, uh, I'm trying to remember what I wanted to mention, actually. Maybe, I should, maybe that's a point to just go. It's it's over with today. There was one more thing. You know what's going to happen is I'm going to think about it when I get off the air. You know what, I, you know what I'm going to do instead? I'm going to check and see if there's any comments on the show today. See if anyone's got anything to say to us. They want us to read anything, any comments, any of that stuff. And and maybe I'll recall it in the meantime. But now I'm in a watch party and I don't see anyone. It's funny, too. Now, Facebook used to show you all the comments as they came in back in the day when it was like a Facebook Live. Now you never see the comments till later. I always say, geez, look at all these great comments. I wish I would have known. I would have read them all. Uh, But uh, here they are, we do have some comments. Uh, Patrick Wilson writes, those stores are dangerous. He's talking about the cannabis shops that we've been talking about tonight. Uh, Yeah, Steve uh, Leckowicz writes, this is so unfair. CCC free river run. Yes, I think they should give him his license as soon as possible. Uh, Ann Hassel is watching. Uh, She's the first whistleblower against New England treatment access. She says, thank you for standing up for the workers. Uh, and she says, of course, uh, Neta intimidated and lied to the workers. So we do have a few comments here. But again, we're the young jerks. Midnightmass.substack.com if you want to uh, hook us up and then send us some money so we can continue to do what we do. We invest everything that we get back into the show. For us, you know, it's funny because we have had a couple of trolls hit us up lately. Or maybe even friends of the show or super fans. I don't know what you call them, actually. I don't want to label people. So I'm trying to give them like five labels. Maybe one of them they'll be cool with. But whatever you want to call them. Folks that listen to the program and then comment on it. That's how. That's what I'll call them, okay? So, they, you know, they, they have some comments about, you know, if we're all about the money or we're all about the ego. For me at this point, it's like just about the movement. It's about like feeling good. Like I feel good when I help people. I feel good when we get wins. I feel good like, you know, when Dr. John Ndomely was fighting for his medical license a few years ago because Governor Baker and the Board of Registration of Medicine took it away because they are reefer mad and we fought and we helped them get it back. That felt good. For me, I look at, we have very limited time on this planet And when you can enjoy doing something and you feel like it does actually bring value and then you look at how it does help people and affect people, that's all it's about for me. And so when we get money, we invest it right back into this program. And if you want to know how, if you want to be a contributor, sponsor, supporter of this program and you want to find out more details on what I'm talking about, you can always contact me, email me directly, message me. I'm available on that stuff, but that's what we're about. I think it's so much about ego or money. It's about what Fabricio was talking about tonight, workers in this case, or patients in other cases, or people in jail in some cases, or people who have been arrested in Massachusetts for 10 dime bags. Like, that's that's what I enjoy. I enjoy giving a voice to a black guy named Melvin Cook, who's 61, and his mugshot, he looks like a cool guy. Like, I want to hang out with Melvin Cook. Melvin Cook was arrested in Framingham. If anyone knows Melvin Cook, have him hit me up. I would love to have him on the program. Because he was arrested for 10 dime bags in Massachusetts, a black man, 61 years old, caught with cannabis. They arrested him. They're charging him with a class A. That's what I enjoy doing on the show. And you know what they're going to do with Melvin Cook? They're never going to convict him because no jury or even judge, I think, will convict a, a gentleman like Melvin Cook at 61 for 10 dime bags in Massachusetts. But what they'll do, they'll string him along for a couple of years, make him go to court until they eventually drop the charges, or Melvin, pleads to a lesser charge. And that's what they'll try to get him to do. At every hearing they, they call him to for the next two to three years because he got caught with 10 dime bags. So that's that's my purpose. That's my that's why we do this program. Still do this program. We did this for years. I've done it for years when there was no chance of money, when there was no industry. It wasn't even an industry back then. And like uh Fabricio said earlier tonight. He said people did these jobs that he, you know, he's talking about his union job where he's getting paid for free for years. So he feels like it's an honor to get paid doing it. And that's the same position I find myself in right now. I feel like it's a privilege to actually make money doing this, which we actually do. We make a little bit of money. And most of the money goes right back into the program, right back into the cost. There are costs associated. And when you get bigger, as you get bigger, those costs tend to go up for a number of reasons, which we found they have to. But we're not complaining. We are very happy. We're happy to have the Young Jerks. We're happy to have this platform. Most of all, we're happy that we have the listeners in this community to back us. And without them, we would be nothing. So we love you and thank you. And we'll see you soon. I'm going to check out tonight. Mike Crawford, I hope everyone is surviving the COVID-19. If you want to do something fun, saturday high noon uh stop and shop right there in somerville mcgrath highway you got congressman joe kennedy showing up a lot of people have a lot to say about the senate race on both sides this is a perfect opportunity to grab a camera grab your cell phone and ask them some questions which i was planning to do tomorrow but unfortunately i am way too busy and i can't get to somerville in time i actually might go to lynn to uh, talk to Ed Markey, because he's actually gonna be on Lynn, which is a lot closer to me around the same time. Get out there and get active, people, and, and talk, to these, talk to these politicians. It does make a difference about, it does definitely make a difference when we talk to them about our causes. And tomorrow's gonna be a great day to do that, this weekend, because there's a lot of politicians right now that are out there. They're hitting the campaign trail. So go talk to them and tell them what you want. You want to you want to help workers at dispensaries, tell them about it. If you want social equity funding for smaller players in the industry, tell them about it. If you're tired of seeing Ed D'Souza and others wait over a thousand days to get licensed for a small micro cannabis license in Massachusetts, we're not even talking about a big, big player. When they make Ed D'Souza and others like him wait a thousand days, but Netta... New England Treatment Access can union bust, they can have mold in their dispensary, they can treat their workers like crap, and nothing happens. They can get sued for employment workplace discrimination against a trans woman who's trying to transition in privacy and getting outed by her own employer. That's okay. But Ed Sousa has to wait 1,000 plus days. That stuff's gotta stop. You go talk to the people. and. Uh, on Twitter, Facebook, that's another thing we should be doing more of. instead of arguing with each other, I see I see a lot of arguments going on online, even me I'm, I'm so guilty of this where we just argue at each other about different stuff. Maybe it's like you know two liberals arguing about um, how far a policy should go, or you know which you know the most common thing you see now is the trump the Trump uh, vitriol. And other people you know who have common sense fighting back and wasting their whole days on it. instead of doing that, stalk your elected reps. They're on Twitter, they're on Facebook. Go hit them up. Nick Collins, you know, thank Nick Collins this week. Nick Collins, uh, Senator Nick, Nick Collins, he was talking about cannabis, social equity this week on his Twitter. Thank him for that. Go find him on Twitter. And head up your state reps and your state senators and see where they're at on these issues. Because they're right there on Twitter. They're right there on Facebook. And they're ripe for it. And they'll listen to you. Because not that many people are hitting them up on the issues on Twitter, I'm telling you. You're going to get through probably better there than you will with an email or a phone call. Try it out. I do it a lot. I'm Mike Crawford, Young Jerks. We're going to check out. We will talk to you soon. But again look for something real quick midnightmass.substack.com we're gonna have definitely a pretty big story coming out uh, about abusive practices to employees at big dispensaries in, in massachusetts big cannabis dispensaries i've talked to probably about 50 different employees over a number of different dispensaries so we're going in depth You know, we've talked to contractors, we've talked to HR people, we've talked to management, we've talked to bud tenders, we've talked to all sorts of people, all different levels. Uh, We've gathered a lot of information, but really what it comes down to, is just about the employees. We're gonna put out the employee complaints this weekend, and we'll go from there. Expect a lot more coming. If you have any tips, that was the final thing. Remember I said I had one more thing? If you work at a dispensary and you're being abused or you have any friends that are being abused, you don't know who to contact. Contact us. Uh, People are asking us for an email now. You want to send an email? MJCBoston1 at yahoo.com. MJC, Michael J. Crawford. MJCBoston1, number one, at gmail.com. I take uh, hot leads there. If you have any leads you want to contact me, but you can always reach out to us on our Facebook page our Twitter, or the best one is our group page, which is the Young Jerks. I also want to thank everyone who listens to us on podcast as well. All right. I'm Mike Crawford. I'm out of here. I want to go eat. I want to go smoke. I want to go chill, enjoy my weekend. I want to thank everyone for listening. I want to thank Fabricio De Silva for calling in. He is the vice president at UFCW 1445. Thank you for the great interview. We'll talk to you next time. Young Jerks, peace later have a great weekend people
0: the young jerks are sponsored by ufcw 1445 a labor union representing cannabis employees in massachusetts if you are a cannabis employee worried about your health and safety and are not being heard at work at UFCW, local1445.org, or call them at 1-800-439-1445.